It is good to see you here this morning. I hope that um, I hope that uh, in the midst of of everything that we're doing, you know, we're we're uh, we're in Christmas, and there's a lot of stuff going on. There's a lot of distractions to be to be to be had, right? You know, there's a lot of things going on in our lives right now. A lot of shopping, a lot of planning, a lot of hiccups at times, right? A lot of things that go outside of our planning, uh, and then we got to readjust and all those things. But I hope and pray that the one thing that we don't forget is the song we just sang, really both songs we just sang, but the song we just sang that says, you know, God is here with his arms wide open. Guys, if Christmas is about the gospel of Jesus Christ. It's about the gospel of Jesus Christ, which says this. Left to our own efforts, there is no way we're ever going to reach heaven. There's no way that we're going to have the goodness in us, the righteousness in us, to be able to be in the presence of a holy God. The gospel is that God says, I recognize that and I will provide you a savior. That is that is Christmas. Christmas comes out of, a you know, in the Old Testament times, it comes out of a 400 year period of silence where God had no activity. God had no speaking. God had no connection whatsoever, in, per se, with his people. A 400 year period of silence. And they were looking for the Messiah, though. They were looking for this, this prophecy of Isaiah. This prophecy said, just wait, because he's coming. There's going to be a Messiah. So when that first Christmas took place, can you imagine what it was like? It was like, God has heard us. God has listened. God hears us. So I'm just saying this. That message is the same message that you and I have today that breaks through every single distraction that you may have in your life. If it does not break through the distractions you have in your life, if it doesn't break through your preferences, if it doesn't break through your perceptions of things and your planning and things like that, you are missing the message of the gospel. And I pray that that's not you sitting here this morning. I pray that you come in right now that we have this anticipation of encountering God, that God is going to encounter you whatever, wherever you're at in your walk, whatever you may be experiencing, whatever hurts, hang-ups, whatever weight you may be carrying in, that God's going to meet you and you're going to leave here a different person. Um, and if you're coming in with the heart of anticipating God, you're anticipating meeting God and encountering Him, you're going to encounter Him, you're going to walk over here uh, just even more even more uh, excited than when you came in. So I pray that we don't lose sight of why we're here. Uh, we're starting a series that is challenging, not for you, but for me, right? We st- so we started this this creative series. I don't know what I was thinking. but um, And I asked you guys, you know, I asked you guys to be involved. If you weren't here last week uh, or when we did this, I asked you guys to to write down something on a card that said, God overwhelms me by... You know, dot, dot, dot. How does he overwhelm you? And so what I told you was that <clears throat> I was going to take those and assemble them. And those were, that's going to be our Christmas series. And just like gift giving where we don't know what gifts we're getting, at least some of us may not, right? Some of us are at the age we know every gift that we're going to get. But some of us, we don't know that we're going to get certain gifts, right? And when we open that gift, is the first time we see it. And that's kind of how this series is going, Right? So when I'm speaking, I don't even know what I'm speaking on until I open that gift, okay? Which may be a good gift or maybe a bad gift, right? Yes, we all have those people in our lives that give us gifts that kind of make you step back and say, huh, you know? 
And I pray we don't have a huh here this morning, okay? Because I'm going to have some time to fill with a huh, all right? So, here we go. And if I if we had a drum roll, we could have a drum roll here, but there we go. And again, chocolate, which is very nice. Which might fill that space of a huh if that happens, so. Alright, here we go. No, I can't do this. No, I'm just kidding. <laughs> this is a good one. So, essentially, you know, when we talk about, you know, God has overwhelmed me by, you know, it's kind of, it, it kind of narrows it down a little bit, I think. So, because essentially we're going to be talking about God's attributes. This one's faithfulness. Okay? So here are some of the, here are some of the responses that you guys wrote. Um, number one, uh, God overwhelms me by always coming through for me. God overwhelms me by always coming through for me. The second one says, God overwhelms me by His faithfulness. The third one says, God overwhelms me because He cares for me no matter what. That's awesome. God overwhelms me because He cares for me no matter what. And then the last one says, God overwhelms me by being there for me any time of the night or day, every day of the year. He is always available when I need Him or just when I want to talk to Him. And He does the same for each of His children. That's cool. Those are very powerful. Now, this is where you come in to play, which is always the fun part because you guys don't play with me, right? So what I'd like for you to do is, if you wrote one of these, or even if you didn't have an opportunity to write one, and, and you really resonate with this, where God overwhelms you with His faithfulness, okay? Would you come and just kind of share, maybe share a little bit more context of what, you know, you, you, you know, when you wrote one of these down or within your life, how God does that? Could you, could, would you come and just share a little bit more? You don't have to go into great detail, but just kind of come up and share a little bit, uh, a little bit more in context of how God does it, how God impacts you with His faithfulness. And this is where there's going to be a few of you scampering to get out of the, the seat right now to come up and, and just share. Okay, let's go to gift number three, all right? Surely someone could step up and just say, hey, this is how God overwhelms me with His faithfulness. you got to talk big and loud. I'm going to go here, and then someone started over here, so start over. Is it it on? There we go, yep. So anyway, um, three years into my being a widow, uh, God called me to adopt. And he had called me to adopt when I was in fourth grade. And I knew that it would be a very different kind of thing. Um, I didn't know how different. But so three years into uh, widowhood, I adopted. And then went down to part-time work because I needed to spend time with this new baby who is now 12 and looks like she's 18. Um, I was so limited financially. Um, when my husband died, uh, we went down, my young older daughter and I went down to 50% income. When I went down to part-time, I went down to 25% income and, but then having to pay for 50% of insurance, it was so incredibly tight. Um, I would find money on my floor, $50 bills. I don't, I don't have $50 bills. I didn't have $50 bills. Um, The first Christmas, I wanted a ham so much. And I know that's, you know, it's like, oh, my goodness, 
you don't have to have a ham. But I wanted ham, and I hadn't had ham in a very long time. I wanted a really good ham. And you guys all know how much really good hams cost. God in his faithfulness, as I'm like saying, gosh, I want a ham. My husband's um, cousin called me and said, would you like a ham? And her and her um, husband worked at, I think it was Hickory Farms, and they had an amazing kind of a honey-baked ham. They came and brought me this giant ham. And it was like, how faithful that God takes care of my taste buds. Yeah. It was just pretty amazing. So that's just one of the thousands of ways that God has been faithful. Absolutely. Thank you, Sandy, for sharing. Someone else, step up and just share how God has overwhelmed you. How God's faithful in your life. Just about 20 years ago, Scott was only like seven years old. And I remember having some chest pain. And I went to the hospital and I said, Lord, I don't have time for my open heart surgery here. I need something taking place here. And they put a stent in. And on I went for a couple years. No problem at all. I was on my way to a missions trip. And a deer ran out in front of me at 5 in the morning. I swerved. I hit a culvert. I missed my mission trip. Somebody else filled in. Three days later, I ended up at Toledo Hospital, 98% blockage. They put another stent in. The doctor said, good thing you didn't go to Honduras. You wouldn't have made it. This has happened a couple times since now that I've had other stents put in. A week ago, when I went in for the heart cath, and he looked at me and said, well, you're not going to like the news. It's going to require bypass. And the more I thought about it, Lord, you've been faithful for 20 years because you have kept me from having to have that done. Scott's now 27. He's on his own. It's just Ellen and I at home. God has been faithful. It's just amazing how you ask and you really don't think about it much until you look back and then you see where he has been throughout everything. And I just praise him for it. Thanks, Doug. Anyone else? Awesome. Thank you. Anyone else? Right here. Or, I'm sorry. Got a couple of them right there. Well, as most of you know, Isabella and I had a really rough year. If I can get through this without crying. Um, I was diagnosed with multiple sclerosis in 2016. It totally affected my vision. Um, that drastically, just like Sandy talked about, changed my work. Um, I have long distances. I have to have a driver drop me off, pick me up. Um, work is like very hard for me. It's doubled. Um, four months later, I got hit with divorce. Um, during that year, there were some other challenges that happened with family and financial, um, but I survived. I did what I needed to do, and I'm strong. 
this past week, um, I got hit with a lot of the final of everything. So after a year and four month, four month process, things have, have ended as of Monday. I feel like I can finally breathe. Um, the beginning of the week was hard. I had some extra things that involved my work midweek um, and the court system and all of that. And on Friday, um, it was just God showing me his faithfulness. I, I ended up posting it on Facebook because it was totally bizarre. Um, I thought my grandma Sailor had passed that day. And I wasn't exactly sure seven years ago I, if that was the date or not. I carried on with my day, and later on that day, a man from Jackson had messaged me saying that he received something. Um, and on the back of it, there was my name, um, and it was to my grandma. Um, I had it in my gut. It was for sure like my grandma's day that she entered into rest. So I ran upstairs and got her obituary, and sure enough, um, it was today. It was that day on Friday, um, and I gave the ornament back to her in 88. Um, so I was five years old, right around Isabella's age. Um, so it was like the guy wanted to get it back in my hands. So we ended up meeting him in Jackson at the ice cream parlor. And he, sure enough, gave it back to me. And I remember giving that ornament because I gave Clarice to my grandma. And the other grandma got Rudolph. Um, <laughs> and uh, it was just like I ended the week with such awe. And um, I was relaxed. I was content. My stress was minimal, and God just pursued to show me his faithfulness um, in this, this long year, two-year journey with Isabella and I. So it's been amazing to watch, um, and it was just kind of like a message from heaven that God's always present through the good times and the bad times, and he's got our back. So. Right behind, right behind Lisa. Thank you, Lisa. Hi, I'm uh, Ken, and uh, we're, new, we're new here. I'm with my wife, Farrah, and Connor, and Hannah, and Gracie's downstairs, too, so I want to introduce myself first. But um, I was sitting here being the new guy going, Lord, please don't ask me to stand. <laughs> <laughs> please let the pastor go on with the wonderful message. <laughs> and please let everybody else stand so I can just receive. And I really felt like God wanted me to speak. I'm like, God, please let somebody else stand. Um, Truly, I'm sure each one of us could talk about God's faithfulness all day long, about the many things that have happened in our lives. Um, my grandfather said, never speak about the Lord without a tear in your eye. So I doubt if I'm going to be able to go through this without crying, so you just have to put up with that. Um, we're new to town. Uh, we're halfway moved in now. The truck's still sitting in the driveway right now. When we get done, I'll go back and finish unloading. Um, we've lost a lot of people in our lives. past two, three years has been real hard. And uh, we recently found out that the uh, my father-in-law wasn't doing well, and he's in uh, Toledo, Ohio. And um, so we, we just really wanted to get home. Didn't know how that was going to work out. You can't just move a family without having financial means to do so. So um, my company, thankfully, has grown quite a bit, but there was no openings up here in this area. And I just felt like, again, God was saying, well, why don't you just ask? And so, again, I had an argument with God, as I did a minute ago, saying, I'm sure you can find another way. <laughs> so I would look online, and there's no openings. But, again, I felt like I just need to ask anyways. 
So I made a phone call, and within 48 hours, they arranged a plane trip for me to fly up here and interview <laughs> for a job that there was no job. Um, so, long story short, here I am. Um, and, and every part of the process was just a miracle. And um, every part was me freaking out, trying to figure out how I'm going to get it done, and racing around, and then finally going, okay, I, I don't have this. Okay, you're right, God. I guess I'll just take a step back. What do you want me to do here? Mm-hmm. And then he does it, and I can just see him smiling and sitting back going, you know, I had this the whole time. If you could just <laughs> take a minute and relax, take a breather, I've got this, Ken. And uh, so God is faithful, and um, I'm learning through this process that I probably need to sit back a little bit more and listen a little bit more and run a little bit less. Yeah. But, uh, anyways, thank you. Thank you so much for sharing. Uh, we just want to welcome you. We, uh, I was aware that you, you guys have been attending for a while. I met your son. He introduced himself a couple of weeks ago. We want to welcome you, and, and hopefully if you unpack a little bit, come back tonight and enjoy it. I know you've been invited, but... Uh, we just all personally invite you back this evening for for uh, our big event tonight, so, and so we can just love on you. So thanks for being here. Um, I'm sure we could all stand up and share things. Uh, I want I want to just touch on a, a passage of scripture, but first uh, there was a video that's kind of interesting because I was looking through stuff and I'm thinking, you know, this might be something that could come up, and sure enough, it did. Uh, Morgan, if you would click on, let me make sure I get the right one. Click on number three, and uh, I want you guys to lean into this video and just kind of check out this video and the and the powerful message that I think will connect with us, especially on this topic here this morning. Oh, I'm sorry. That's my three. Back up, maybe. that one. There we go. Oh, come all ye faithful. One of the greatest Christmas carols ever written. You've probably heard it hundreds of times. But there's a word in the song that's a bit out of place, and it's right in the title. O come, all ye faithful. You see, Jesus didn't come for the faithful. He came for the faithless. He came not for the righteous, but for the sinners. Jesus said, the healthy don't need a doctor. The sick do. He came for the hurting. He came for the doubters. He came for those who have written God off and want nothing to do with him. He came for one reason, so that we, the faithless, could be made faithful. Not by our own righteousness, but by His righteousness. No matter what you've done or what you've been through, Jesus came for you. So come, come all ye faithless, and He will make you joyful and triumphant. Christ is in our midst, right here, right now. So come. resonate with that. I think some of the stories we heard this morning, we definitely can uh, definitely can resonate with that. I'm going to share a passage with you this morning that as we were talking, and um, it, it just kind of came to my mind, and, and I want to share it with you. It's found in uh, Mark chapter 4, uh, verse starting with verse 35, if you want to turn there with me. I think it's one that can, uh, that really speaks to us here this morning. By the way, I absolutely love, absolutely love, love, love hearing you guys share where God is interacting with you. Um, I don't know if you know this, but to me, that that is part of the service. 
It's not about just coming in and singing songs and singing the songs we want to sing or, or, you know, our preferences, you know, coming in and designing it that way. But it's us sharing uh, what God is doing in our lives, the activity of God in our lives. It, it, it's encouraging for, you know, for others that are sitting in here, maybe going through some things or, or have going through something and you stand and you share and it just, it just connects with each and every one of us. So thank you so much for sharing. In Mark chapter 4, though, I think it kind of speaks to where we're at. Verse uh, 35 there, it says this. On that day when evening had come, he told them, let's cross over to the side of, to the other side of the sea. And you guys have heard this story before. It says, so they left the crowd. So they left the crowd and took him along, him being Jesus, since he was in the boat. And other boats were with him. A great windstorm arose, and the waves were breaking over the boat, so that he, so that the boat was already being swamped. He was in the stern, sleeping on the cushion. So they woke him up, and they said to him, Teacher, don't you care that we're going to die? He got up and rebuked the wind, and he said to the sea, Silence, be still. The wind ceased. And there was a great calm. Then he said to them, Why are you afraid? Do you still have no faith? And I like their response, because I want to tell you something. This is the camp I fall in, would probably have fell in. And they were terrified. And they asked one another, Who then is this? Even the wind and the sea obey him. Isn't that what we're talking about here this morning is our faith? And, and again, I've shared with this, I shared this with you thousands of times and I'll continue to share it with you. I'm not worthy to stand up here and talk. I'm not worthy to stand up here and preach God's word. I believe God's called me into this and that's, that's what I'm, I'm, I'm just obeying a call. But for me to stand up, I, I am certainly not standing up saying I have it together. We're talking about faith. I get that we're humans. I get that at times, man. I mean, how many of us haven't been, you know, as Ken shared, how many of us haven't been in that situation where God is saying, take a step. Take a step. And we do take that step and it's in the unknown. And then we, and then, and then God just makes it unfold and just works it out and you stand back and you're like, who is this? Who is this person? You know, we have, all of us have our storms. I mean, we can use that, you know, kind of bring it back to life, right? All of us have storms in our lives. But, but at the end of the day, you know, it, it does come down to that. A lot of times it comes down to that. We get caught up in the planning. We get caught up in this is the way this should be. This is the way this is going to work out. We're told that, you know, that's, that's what you should do. That's, ver that's what you should do. You should have things mapped out. You should think through things. You should, you know, really have things, have your goals, have all that stuff. Those things have merits in them. But I want to tell you something. When it comes down between God and goals and God and vision and God and purpose and God and all these other things, I'm sorry, guys, God wins out every single time. Because I'm not so sure your goals and I'm not so sure your vision and I'm not so sure the things that we conjure up from a man-centered perspective always trumps where God's wanting to take us. And here's the kicker. How many of us sitting in here this morning, God has allowed us to experience our pithy visions and our pithy goals and our pithy object, uh, objectives only to miss out on something probably so much grander and bigger than we could ever think of. 
You ever think about that? When we wrestle with that control, when we wrestle with really having that faith, we miss out. Plain and simple. How many times have you wrestled through something? I mean, wrestled through and you anguish about it where it turns you inside out. Your family knows it. Your friends know it. Everybody knows it. That you're wrestling with God. And it's like you're the only, you're the last person that knows it. And you're miserable and everybody around you is miserable when they're around you. Instead of just letting go and saying, you know what? I've, this is what it's all about anyhow. I'm saying that I believe in Jesus. I'm saying that I have a faith. I'm saying that I believe in a grander person. A grander person, a grander being, that of God, where I'm saying, God, here's my life. I'm a Christian. Here's my life. It's now yours. It's not about me. It's not about my will. It's not about my preferences. It's not about my perception of things, but it's about, it's about God. It's about you, God. And there's times where God's saying, come on, let's take a step. Let's take a step. But for many of us, it seems like, and I don't understand it, and I fall in the same camp, from time to time, it seems like we love being in the boat that feels like it's going to go down. You know what I'm saying? Water's coming in, man. We're bailing as fast as we can. And for some reason, it seems as if, it seems as if, that we enjoy that because we've got Jesus over here. And instead of going and saying, hey, man, save me. It's like we're more content on bailing and and freaking out thinking we're going under. We're going down. But I love this. This is what I love about this. This is what I love about so much about Jesus. It goes back to this. It's really not about how our naughtiness or our niceness per se, or even us trying. It comes down to who Jesus is. It comes down to who God is. Essentially, all we're talking about throughout this Christmas season is the grace of God. The grace of God. It doesn't matter. You know, the beauty for me, the beauty of this is these guys, these disciples... When you look at some of the things that took place in their lives, they had, there was different things that Jesus had already done. There was different things that Jesus had already done up until this point. Jesus had already shown them who He was. Jesus had already shown that He had the power to do some incredible things. They had already seen some miracles. Why is it that they wouldn't just have clicked over and said, well, God, let's get him, man. He's the one. They eventually did, right? But that seems like how we always we eventually get to that. But the thing I love about Jesus is he never gives up. And Scott, I think, really touched on it as he, they, as he, as he opened up with that one song. It's like God's constantly standing like this, saying, come, come, come. Come experience my love. Come be overwhelmed by my presence. Come, come be overwhelmed by me. I think it's what kind of like Jesus, you know, I, I read this passage and I'm thinking, man, if I was in that boat, you know, when Jesus asked that question, why are you afraid? Um, 
do you still have no faith? I don't know how you read that. Like when you read that, do you read that passage of him being really extremely loving? Sometimes when I read it, it's kind of like a, I don't know, maybe it's just the way I grew up because I was always getting smacked across the face occasionally, you know what I mean? <laughs> Where, you know, it's like, dude, what's up? You still don't have faith? Pow, you know, wake up. You know, that's kind of how I read it. Maybe it's, maybe it's not even that. Maybe it's completely different when Jesus says, man, don't you still, don't, well, don't you have faith? Why are you afraid? I'm here. I'm with you. That's the beauty of it. And I think that's the beauty of that video too, man. It, the, the song should be about, oh, come all you faithless. And by the way, guys, again, I don't know how else we can say it. I don't know how else I can drive home, drive it home. I'm sorry, it's not up to you. This all rests upon God. And God chooses, as we talked about last week, to love you, to love each and every one of us, to absolutely love us. Okay? It's not up to how good you are. Now, hopefully, once you, I mean, the, you know, the Bible does very clearly talk about once we become Christians, we're different individuals. Okay? We're different people. So don't hear me wrong on this. We're different people. We have different. We have, then we have different customs, culture. We have different things that guide us and direct us. But at the end of the day, that doesn't. It's up to God. It's based upon God. God's the one that says He's the first one that says, "I love you." I love you. Paul says, "Man, we're out of it." Paul says, "We don't deserve any of this." Paul says, "We are completely." You know, Paul says, "We're way over here, man." We are out of the picture, but yet God, out of His love, says, I lo that's the gospel. I love you. I love you. And Jesus, those of us that have received this free gift of salvation, this free gift of salvation and grace, Jesus enters into us, and, and now we hopefully have faith. Hopefully every single one of us could walk out of here saying, absolutely, I've been overwhelmed by God's faithfulness. Absolutely. For some of us sitting in here this morning, God's telling you, let go. Let it go. And you're going to do the but. You're going to be the big but. But I need to do this. But it needs to be this way. But what about this? But, but, but. Continue to be the but. <laughs> I guarantee you, you're not going to be happy. You're not going to experience the overwhelming joy of God. It's letting go, okay? By the way, don't start writing on your comment cards that I use the word but, okay? It's okay. Jesus says, I'm still here. Why are you afraid? Do you still have no faith? I hope we're a people in here this morning as I close and the worship team comes up. I hope we're a people that says... God overwhelms me by His faithfulness. And yeah, I struggle. Yeah, at times I struggle. But I hope and pray that we're a people that can see God and see His outstretched arms and see Him say, here I am, man. Have faith. Have faith. Let it go. Have faith in me. Take the step. Take the step. Let it go. Take the step. Won't you stand and let me just close with a word of prayer as we, we're going to close with a couple more songs and a couple other things, but
if you would, just kind of stand with me and let's just let's just join together in our hearts. And let's just come into the presence of God together through a prayer here and just just share, just exclaim to God how great he is and how faithful he is. If you would do that with me. Father, we stand here absolutely amazed of who you are. You blow off the doors of anything that we ever experience, anything that we could ever perceive, anything that we could ever predict. You continue to just annihilate our perceptions, our expectations. You are so limitless. To even try to articulate who you are is absolutely impossible. As as humans, we don't have the vernacular. We don't have the mindset. We are infinite. I mean, we are we, we are completely out of the picture when it comes to you. Trying to articulate and explain an infinite God when we're such when we have such finite minds, but we are overwhelmed by you. We experience you and encounter you on a daily basis. And Father, right now, I pray for those in here that are struggling. I pray right now, those in here that are struggling with their faith, that are struggling with letting go, that they're living on their own terms, that they're living on their own their own script. Father, I pray that, that you would break through. I pray that something was said here this morning. Something was, we sang it, we something crash down into their where your meta narrative crash down into their six foot five foot whatever story and and are, are re, and right now they're rewriting it i pray that you would just overwhelm each and every one of us with your presence and may we may we just fall back into your arms and continue to experience your faithfulness god we just celebrate you we lay all of our human preferences aside. We lay, we lay it all to the side. And we acknowledge that this is about you. And we give you praise and glory and honor. And I pray that you would receive it. I pray that at the end of the day, that you have been lifted up, that, that we have put a smile on your face by our obedience, by our childlikeness, by us, just our simplicity of just letting it all let you, just letting it all go and coming into your arms and receiving your embrace. And it's in the powerful name of the incredible gift of Jesus Christ, our Lord and our Savior, that we're even able to come into your presence to speak these things in his most powerful name we pray all of this